The Laws of Levirate Marriage, Chapter 3, First Halacha. If a man states, this is my son, or I have sons, we believe him and his wife is therefore exempt from Yibum and Chalitza. Second halacha. But if he says, this is my brother, or I have brothers, this alone is not enough to prohibit his wife from remarrying after he passes away. Third halacha. If the presumption is that he did have a brother and he states, no, I don't have a brother, we do not believe him on that basis. Or if he refers to the person we presume to be his brother and he says, that's not my brother, that is not believed. And even if there was no presumption, if there was a rumor that there were witnesses who lived in a different country who could testify that he had brothers, if he passes away, and even if he denies having brothers, we would be concerned perhaps he has a brother. Fourth halacha. If he has relations with someone who is not his wife, whether she is someone else's wife or she simply is unmarried, and he has a kid, and everyone acknowledges that this is his kid. So for the sake of inheritances and the like, perhaps this person could be acknowledged as his child, but for the sake of Yubum and Chalitza, he is not assumed to be the child. And we would say, just like this woman sinned with this man, maybe she sinned with someone else. Because in such a case, it's impossible for there to be a chazaka. Fifth halacha. A woman may do yibum based on the testimony of a single witness that her husband has died, that the yavam died, or that the husband actually fathered a son, in which case she would be permitted to marry another man. And even a servant or a woman or a non-Jew could be relied upon if they did not realize they were testifying. The term for this is Messiah lifi tumai, which literally means in the midst of conversation, but the point being that they don't believe they're testifying. Six halacha. As we said in the prior set of halachas in the laws of divorce there are five women who are not believed and these are the women who we can assume hate the wife and here by the way rambam just calls them the five women but they are the mother-in-law the daughter of the mother-in-law the husband's other wife her yavama that is the wife of her husband's brother and her husband's daughter seventh halacha if two women come from medina sayam meaning from another country that is far away and they were married to two brothers and one says my husband died and the other says my husband died they are believed with respect to the fact that their husbands died but they are not believed with respect to the fact that the other's husband died because as we said in the prior halacha a yavama is one of the five women whose testimony is not believed with respect to another yavama eighth halacha if one of those two women comes with a witness who says yes her husband died so that witness is believed leave with respect to the other woman. So let's say you have a woman named Sarah and another woman named Rivka. And Sarah comes and says, my husband died. And Rivka says, my husband died. And the husbands are brothers. And a witness comes and says, Sarah's husband died. Rivka is now freed because the witness can be believed with respect to her Yavam. But Sarah still has a problem. It must be confirmed that Rivka's husband died before Sarah is free to marry. Ninth halacha. If one of these two women has children and the other does not have children, the one who doesn't have children is Asr to marry. And the one that does have children, she's Mutter. She can go get married. And if there's another brother who's still alive, he can perform Yivam or with both of them. And here, once again, by the way, we're dealing with the concept of a chazaka, that is, what can be assumed based on what we know without witness testimony. Tenth halacha. Same circumstance where we have two women, both claim that their husbands died, and the husbands are brothers. If there was a third brother who married one of them, and then he died, she would return to being unable to marry another man, because we still have no credible testimony as to whether the other Yavam died. But if he divorced her, then she's free to marry whoever she wants. Eleventh halacha. Similarly, a woman is not believed with respect to the death of her Yavam. That is, if she married Ruvain and he died, and Ruvain had a brother named Shimon, and Ruvain died childless, she would not be believed if she said, Shimon is also dead. Shimon also would not be believed with respect to the fact that Ruvain died, because we are concerned that perhaps Shimon desired her. And for the same reason a woman isn't believed when she testifies that her sister died and therefore she can marry her sister's husband, nor is a man believed if he testifies that his wife died and he therefore should be allowed to marry his wife's sister. Twelfth halacha. If a man and his brother and his wife go to live in another country far away and the wife comes back and says, my husband died and then his brother died, or his brother died and then my husband died, she is not believed. But if she and her husband left alone and she comes back and she says that while I was away, a new Yavam was born, that is, that her husband's parents had a new son, 
and then he died, she would be believed. And this is a common principle in a halacha, that when the basis for the iser comes from a person's own testimony, we believe the basis for the heter, which also comes from her own words. That is, the only reason we would think that she is usher is because she said that now she has a yavam, and then she said the yavam died. Thirteenth halacha. If she left with her husband and her son, and she comes back and says, my husband died, and then my son died, she is believed. Because when she left, the chazaka, that is, the presumption, was that he had a son, and that therefore she would be permitted. But if she says, my son died, and then my husband died, we do not accept her testimony with respect to the obligation to do yivum, but we would require her to do chalitza. 14th halacha. If she left with her husband and came back and said, we had a son and then he died, and then my husband died, she would be believed with respect to the obligation to do yivum. But if she said, I had a son and the son died, and then my husband died, we would require her to do chalitza. 15th halacha. In the last case, if she was not divorced prior to marrying the husband, there is a concern that if she does chalitza, and then witnesses come and testify that in fact she was right. She had a son and the son died prior to the husband dying. In this case, the chalitza was unnecessary and she would then be permitted to marry a kain. Out of a concern for what that might look like, in such a case, we would require her to remain unmarried until we clarify the situation and get proper testimony as to whether her child died prior to the husband. 16th halacha. If there are two people married to the same man and the husband and the second wife leave town and leave the first wife and someone comes back and says that her husband has died, she should not perform yibum or chalitza until we find out whether the second wife bore him a child. This is based on the same concern as in the prior halacha. 17th halacha. If a woman's husband died and she has a mother-in-law living overseas, we need not be concerned that perhaps the mother-in-law had another child. Similarly, if they had a son and the son was living overseas, we need not be concerned perhaps the son died. 18th halacha. However, this would not be the case if the mother-in-law left town pregnant. In which case, there is a presumption, a chazaka, that the mother-in-law did have a child. And we would need to investigate to see whether or not there is a yavam. 19th and final halacha. If a woman was married and she had a son, and the son and her husband left town, and then someone comes back and says, your husband died and then your son died, we may believe that testimony to allow her to marry anyone else. And if it turns out that in fact it was the opposite order, she would be required to leave her second husband, but all of the children born to that marriage would not be considered illegitimate. However, if someone came back and said, your son died and then your husband died, and based on that she performed yibum with the husband's brother, and then it was discovered that in fact it was the opposite order. In that case, she would be forced to leave her second husband, and all of the children will be considered illegitimate.